each of our, ourselves to one another. Oh, right on time. Dude, right on time. Look at this motherfucker. There's no whiskey in hand or, or anything. What the shit? Really, man? Nope. Matt is sober. Oh, that's doing right. Doing a little, doing a little right. like 40, 45 day cleanse here. 45 day cleanse? Yeah, absolutely. September's a good, August is a good month for that. I agree. For sure. I totally, I totally feel that. Well, I had a, I had a, a inciting incident. What'd so you do? I got, I got really drunk this weekend. I was already kind of planning it for September. Yeah. But so I was at um, a horse birthday party. Um, hey, before you keep going, okay, we haven't even introduced the. C- we are you could literally walked yeah, in walked right in. at time, yeah, right, right on time. Oh, that, was that, was, <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was like he made that an was entrance. awesome. Well, everybody, he that is Matt Brown about to tell us his sober story, which I'm about to punch entrance. him in the face for. Because um, I don't respect you all that. Why are, it's normal. Yeah, it's something like that. Story. You're just the Andrew Luck now of drinking. I saw that. Which we'll get into that in a second because I have a lot of feelings about that. Okay. Not. By the way, Bad this feelings. is Jake. You hate him. Matt Brown is hanging out with us today. Wilson is also here with me, as always. Hey, young world. Welcome to another episode, our 31st episode. 31st. Well, yeah. actually, this might be our 32nd, depending on when I release this. Oh. So, it, we'll oh, see. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we, still have we, we can specially re- have a special release next Tuesday, whatever day of the week we release these things. Next Tuesday. Monday. Monday. Um, on your labor of day, as we're entering into uh, that weekend. <laughs> but um, Matt, continue with your story. Okay, so you guys know how like usually horse races are little jockeys on like big horses. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for years I've been doing normal guy races on mini ponies. Seriously? Yeah. So all our feet just drag on the ground while the race goes on. Oh my god! Where and do you do uh, this at? Is that, a form of, is that a form of bestiality? Uh, no, 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 no. We have the horse's consent. So th- <laughs> it was one of the horse's birthdays, and we all got together, and it was very exciting. Oh well, my God. I just... Uh, None of the story is true. I got... Hey. You got paid? <laughs> no, I got... I said, hey. Oh. <laughs> Doubting me already. Is Horses don't like puns. So why are you really They're very taking a drink, a step back well, from the drink? Well, I, I had, yeah, because, so I got, I, got, I, I just got way too idea. drunk. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think it was just, I was too excited. I brought a bunch of good whiskey and I was too excited about being like the whiskey guy. Mm-hmm. And I just got. That's cool. And I, got, I just got. Been too, there. I got, yeah, I got too drunk. And my like, you know, alcohol is bad for your body. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is bad for your stomach. Okay, I was so gonna got, say so like most did you have a bad hangover. So what? No, I just been having the wife. No, or? no, no. Well, uh, kind of all of the above, but um, <laughs> but uh, your daughter yeah, told just you? like yeah, yeah, she's a buh. Yeah. She's like she usually does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like she he, he probably she looked at you like so you're entering into the busiest time of the year and you're gonna not drink. Yeah, I'll tell you how it goes. And I bought, I brought a special bottle today too. <laughs> he did. Well, I, I do hope you two enjoy that very much. We could, it's so small enough that we could probably drink it ourselves. That's what I thought about the whiskey that I brought mm. on Saturday to the horse birthday. I said, well, I can finish this. Horses don't even drink that much alcohol. This union horse does. <laughs> Good one. Ta ta ta. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, my stomach has been. I don't have, like, a steel stomach anyways, you know, but my stomach has been messed up ever since that night. So I was like, man, good time as ever. Detox a little bit. See if my fragile, fragile liver and pancreas can... uh, So when did you start your uh, cleanse? This week, Sunday. So it's Friday now. So so it's only been... Five days. Yeah. So you'll be back in time for Indie Week. Oh, yeah. I I suspect so. Okay. You know, here's what I think for, for for people like us who... Have uh, heavy drinking schedules that mm. are are involved. No, 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 no! Don't include me in your bullshit. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> For people like you, you Jake and I choose, and other choose to drink. Yeah, people you who, choose to people drink. who. Oh, for sure. But it's part. It's also part of our, our job. It's fixed that, into our jobs. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, right. So some level of consumption. Exactly. So I'm right, and you guys were. Disagreeing with bullies. Yeah, disagreeing with Well, yeah, because you made it sound like I'm some fucking drunk ass. I'm not a drunk ass. Fine. So I'm the drunk, but (laughs) I think it's... uh, Dragging his feet. Yeah, the feet are just kind of dragging on the ground. 
it's a good it's a good it's a way to check yourself because every once in a while it's good. I yeah, agree. It, it's, it, good it's always about like consumption yeah. and how much you're yeah. really you, overindulging. It, it's hard to and it's hard to fully reflect on the effect it's having when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So taking a couple days off, yeah. like I don't suggest like I'm probably gonna stop at the end of September with this. So I don't I don't know if I suggest doing that long of a stretch. I just have never really consciously done this long of a stretch, so I want to see yeah. how it affects it. Also too, like, you know, if you have a job where you kind of drink socially or professionally often, you're just gonna by default check a lot of the boxes on like the psychologist manual for like alcoholism. Probably just by default. Yeah. yeah. So like if, if if this 30 days is really, really hard, then I will know that it's a bigger deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, gotcha. so, but uh, there's not really a downside to it. If yeah. it's if it's just a, at most an inconvenience, then like I'm good, man. You know, no. well, Kevin, so, the owner of Beguile. Mm-hmm. Well, we're back. By the way, we're back in the uh, Beguile International Recording Studios. Nice to be I'm home. sure you can uh, hear yeah, for you <laughs> hear the AC in the background. And if you do hear some yells in the background, it's the skee ball league happening underneath us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, come here and play some skee ball. They have two, three different skee ball machines here. Yeah, so. one downstairs, two upstairs. Definitely. Um, but yeah, Kevin's been doing a break, and he's like, "It's not like I get drunk every night, but I just seem much more clear in my head every day, and feel like I'm accomplishing more on a day to day basis." So yeah. that's interesting. I, uh, I'm, I'm not a little bitch, so I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, it was just talking about this. How I think I went two days without drinking when I had food poisoning last winter. That's the longest stretch of time I've gone in years, years and years. Mm. It, it was talk, you talk to friends that aren't in this industry, and like, gosh, like, I don't think I've been out in like two weeks and I had a drink. And I'm like, huh, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm like, I honestly can't tell you the last time I went two days without drinking. Yeah. And, uh, other than, like you said, being ill. Yeah. You know, the other, last time Pretty I much. went over like two days without drinking was when we were in the hospital when the baby was born. Oh. And then I, like, got home and I, like, chugged a beer. How do you Tory beer. Uh, definitely. Hello, baby. Cheers. Hello, yeah, Cheers. exactly. Your baby's British. Um, <laughs> no, it actually goes back to a conversation Wilson, Wilson and I were having yesterday while driving from a bar to another bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, we both, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I think like, talking to a lot of reps in this industry over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's been a rough month, I feel like, for everybody. Um, yeah, sales it's wise, August. it's it's, it's yeah, August. It's August. Um, we're heading into a holiday weekend this week, so like nobody really wanted to talk to us. I feel like yeah, as reps, and I was having a down day. Wilson was having a little bit of a down day too, and it made me think of right into this is how everything can lead to depression, bad diet, For bad sure. health. Because you can, we went to one bar, and our friend was hosting an event. That friend who was supposed to be here right now recording with us, and we don't know where he is. Shout out to Ian. Um, and, uh, and Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. And, and, but we went to a little happy hour with them, you know, bought us a drink or two. Like, cool. Then we head over down to Delilah's for the 26th anniversary party. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to Mike Miller. Yeah, those guys, awesome. Was great. it packed when you guys were there? No, yeah. actually, it was a nice crowd. It was a good okay. crowd. But it got nutty. Like, Jake stayed, what, maybe 30, 45 minutes he stayed? I had volleyball. He had volleyball. So as soon as he left, like, within that mm. window of time, everybody just, got off. It went crazy. Yeah, boom. It just yeah, yeah. slammed. But it goes, it just going back, getting back to what was previously discussing. Basically, like, you can go to bars after a bad day, sit in those bars, drink for free, relatively cheap price uh, when it comes to knowing friends in the industry and hanging or out. Or expensing it. Or expensing it. Yeah. Or just sitting in a bar and using your money to buy drinks. Mm-hmm. And it's very readily accessible because, you know, the bartenders yeah. might know somebody else who's there. Then that bad day where you go to have one beer after work turns into a whole night of getting drunk and waking up the next morning still with work to do the following day. And it can just keep repeating that cycle and fall into a very dark place. And that's where, like, that unhealthiness and the depression, everything we talked about with Johnny a few episodes back. Um, if you didn't listen to that episode, it's with Johnny Boucher from Hope for the Day. It's a really great episode, uh, purely focusing on mental health in the industry. But um, it's easy for those signs to occur. It's easy for mentality to develop into this is my vice not even knowing it's a vice it's my escape from a bad day yeah and that bad day that leads into a 
long night of drinking. Right. Leads into a bad day the next day, too, because you're not going to be 100%. You're not going to be right with you. Maybe you're just thinking about that drink at the end of the day because I mm-hmm. just want to get away from this. Right. And, and it's a and and you say well it's all part of yeah. you th- you think uh, it's a solution you know yep. then you feel like well I need I need that uh, you know I need that release at the end of the day through alcohol which uh, yeah. it truly isn't you know yeah. I just eat yeah I do that too I mean I'm like I mean, really seriously I, I I was pretty good on not eating carbs and sugar for the last two weeks last night. Came home from volleyball. Just ate a box of sugar cubes. Oh, Domino I, sugar cubes <laughs> just went nuts on it. I had a box of Triscuits nice. or something. Did you those. get the spray cheese? Not a game spray cheese. Cracked black pepper. I love, I love no, white trash. Um, oh, I love that stuff. Oh, oh. They still make that stuff? Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I came home and just like ate your feelings, basically. Even though... Papel Blanco. Well, I mean, so... White, white what, trash. But Wait, I guess what no. kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Andrew Luck... Um, when I put that question out on Instagram, kind of as is like a sly joke, but also as something that's very serious is you can definitely fall into those traps of having drink as your crutch, saying this is a part, of, this is a part of my job, but it's also yeah. part of my um, my therapy, if you will, in a way. And with Andrew Luck, it was for me, it was totally disturbing to watch people boo a guy who has accomplished more in 29 years than any of them will accomplish in their entire lives sitting in the stands booing him considering yeah yeah well also because indiana is a bunch of white trash shout out to my wife who's from indiana um <laughs> what up b um but no it was it's really sad hey, and so my mom's to see because from indiana good oh good good <laughs> i was just joking she just went um, to high school there so you can she hated it so you can there you go. talk shit about it but uh no it's just, it's sad to see somebody boo a human being yeah. who was literally peeing blood um, a couple of years ago because of a last story spleen, spleen yep. and going through, I don't know, God knows how many concussions. I'm somebody who played football just through my freshman year of college at a very small level. But when, what you don't know as a fan is that some days you go home from practice, practice like on a Tuesday evening and you're so dizzy and banged up from practice that you can't do your homework. Yeah. You sit in a shower for two hours on, with cold water on because you feel like you're going to throw up the entire night and you don't know what's happening to your body. You can't eat. You can't focus. You can't read. And that doesn't just go away in 24 hours. That trails, trails into the next day of going to school, going to classes all day. It changes you forever. Absolutely. Having a concussion. Going to practice the next day. And Not doing, unlike doing all again. blacking out or drunk. Like we, it's, a fun, it's yeah. a fun thing. We all think like, oh, you got so drunk, you blacked out last night. But Every time you do that, it takes a toll on you yeah, because you're go, you're going unconscious. Mm-hmm. Your brain, you're not brain losing shutting your, off. Yeah, your brain is shutting much. off. You're not losing oxygen. You don't remember. Yeah. You don't forget what happened the night before. You're literally not making those memories. Your yeah. brain isn't making the connections to Absolutely. make memories. Yeah, and it's, which would be scary. You it's, know, it's sad and scary. But I was just trying to. I was thinking about it all week, relating it back yeah. to like what we do. Yeah, just as a human being. Why? Because I boo other brand ambassadors. You see what? I boo. Yeah, I see them, and I go like. Uh, Oh, oh, I thought you said you blew other bread ambassadors. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> hey, you got some leads for me? I'll do anything, sir. <laughs> Throw you a bone for sure, dog. No, I just think about it's so important to think. Here I come. It is so, it's so important to think about your individual health. Um, being 29, 30 years old, whatever he is. Um, yeah, he's impor- what, 29. 29. And obviously, he's in the prime of his career, but maybe he'll come back. Who knows? But. It's something that you have to take care of yourself. Be like, oh, it's the millennial generation or it's all this other bullshit. You have to work hard, do this. Like, the guy is being responsible for himself and his potential family down the road. And also, he has $100 million in the bank. So I think he's okay. Also, that's, like, happened before. Like, he's not at all the first person to retire. Like, Barry Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Just retired after nine. Well, I think... Barry Sanders retired. After five. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, 30 30 or something. Yeah, he was was up. Yeah, he was up. But still, yeah. Barry Sanders, I mean, from what I've heard, read, is that (laughs) he never liked football. He never loved football. Mm -hmm. He was just really good at football. Oh, kind of. Like me. It, exactly. Just yeah. like you. Jesus. And he was, I mean, you can imagine being on like eight, nine straight losing seasons. There's, the Lions were so bad back then. I mean, just as a I mean, joke. And you're the best now. player in the league. It's like, oh, and, you know, it, it's, it's just defeating. And like, what fans will say is like, well, Andrew Luck's our franchise player. He lets us hang out to dry. Is that true from the fact, fact to fact, like just at present self from a face to face value? Yes. I guess you could say your quarterback left you hanging out to dry. But 
he's taking care of himself. Yeah. So one more hit, you, you don't know what it could do to his yeah. body. What so it could do to him long term. Hey, if it's an ankle injury, a foot injury, whatever it is that maybe this last thing was, if he gets hit again, he might be out in week one anyway. Yeah. Uh, you never know. And just like forget about the football aspect of it too. I know the fandom has become something that's incredibly um, weird. Weird and like overzealous. <laughs> also, it's you feel like you have an ownership of the team because you have because you're expensive spending so much money on season tickets. Um, beverages and you have such and access to them on I social do. media. Absolutely. You know, you have this potential at any point to like get an actual reaction out yeah. of them, either good or bad on Twitter. And then it, se- it makes it seem like, oh, they're they're even closer to me. Yeah. Do you think it's I think. Do you think it's a especially in a small town like Indianapolis, too? I've seen Andrew look down downtown <laughs> Indianapolis twice and I'm not there that much. I'm there mm-hmm. pretty frequently. Is he a street performer on the weekends? Yeah, busking? yeah, he's, he uh, has a <laughs> civil, he does a civil war reenactment. <laughs> cool. Is he, uh, so is it, do you feel that the fans who booed or fans in general? No, I feel like they're people that go to their only game in the entire season because they're sitting in a fourth quarter of the third game of the preseason. They're probably not uh, season ticket holders. Probably not. Probably not. But in, just in, in, to, in defense of, of Andrew, um, do you feel that so those who are booing him and or, you know, saying shit to him, whether it be on social media or just out loud, blah, 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 is it out of anger from them? Like, are they mad? I think they're mad and also confused. Because mad he, and confused. He's standing on the sideline at a game where he's already decided he's going to retire, which mm-hmm. I'll give you that. It's a little strange. Um, Matt just eyeing the whiskey that I'm about to pour into our cups. <laughs> Can I touch it? No, you can't. Can I just put my finger in it? You can put your lick lips into it. Mm, Goodness. Pass. Go ahead. Um, so it's, so it's I think anger. it's I think it's anger. I think it's confusion. It's also, yeah, and it's also fans being fans where you're disconnected from the reality of what sports are and what a team is and what an organization for sports are as well, because you think that. You have a fantasy team, you pay for tickets, you buy a jersey, you have some sort of ownership over the team, over those players, or as if they are a personal connection to you, when in reality, they are a business that you don't operate a part of. Yeah. You have to think about it as if Apple. Does Apple tell you about every single minute development of an iPhone, of an iPad, of the next computers coming out? No. What happens is they make these make these all this technology, um, behind closed doors, and then they do a launch. Um, some guy in a black turtleneck has some glasses, has <laughs> a laser pointer, and has a you know PowerPoint behind them, tells them you all about it, and then two months later that, that product comes out, and then we all bitch and complain about it or praise it on Twitter and Instagram and everything like that. And that's what the reality of the NFL and what sports are. They're a business ran by individuals and out front of that are the players and today you can basically text players through twitter through yeah. instagram you're de- technically yep. communicating directly with them so fans feel what you said earlier matt is an ownership over them or a relationship developing with them when mm-hmm. in reality they have no idea what happens behind closed doors mm. people these are individuals they're people they're not products and i think that's what we see pe- we see athletes as our products and by that people think that you're a toy. You can go out there, and if you can walk, you can play. You can do something for me. You can build points right. for my fantasy team. You can make me win a, a game for something I'm betting on or just a game that I'm watching because I'm fully invested in because I was born in that state. I was born in that town, or my dad was a fan of that team, so I'm a fan of that team. Yeah. When if you really pull it all behind and rip back the veil, it's just dudes playing with a ball out in a 100-yard field and – it's not really that much of a an effect on your whole entire, entire life. It's just people it should make be it entertainment. That way. Exactly, you know? people it's make just, it that way. It's, inter- it's entertainment. It's uh, some big buff dudes going out and give it a, giving it a show. Yeah. you know, that's kind of what and, I have to remind myself going yeah. back to like what we do as an industry. It's like we're like yesterday was I had a down down day. I visited mm-hmm. seven accounts. They were all wasting my time. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm with uh, one of my coworkers, and she's like, "Why don't you just like." call a day and go to work, start working on your reports for the end of the week. And I'm like, you know what? You're probably right because I am doing nothing good out here. You're <laughs> like, my mind is so set on whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to it is 
we're selling whiskey. We're selling products. Totally. Yeah, we all care about our individual companies, but we're not saving lives. We're not like changing the function. We're we're helping out the investment of the people that um, people that are investing into our companies by helping out their families right. and making more money. But at the end of the day, it's like we're just moving bottles on and off a shelf, and like we love it and we have passion about it, and we know these stories. We know the rich history behind behind everything. And, Sometimes and people break you yeah. down, like those those people you're meeting with at the individual stores, where it makes you feel like you're just like a indiv- you're a small small little speck in this world, which we are. It makes you feel this unimportant, and it's hard to go on like that. It's hard to yeah. like know what to do next with your day. Yeah, I don't know. At, uh, also, too, like we got to give ourselves a break with like it's hard. Like it's supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. If it, if it we're, I mean. We have to keep in mind, like, we're selling one of the, like, hardest to sell things. <laughs> we're not selling, like, endo- endoscopy machines to hospitals, stuff they need. Mm. We're selling a niche product to people that don't really need us, to be honest. Yeah. You know, when you think of, you know, we're, we're out here, uh, uh, the, you know, craft distilleries, we're selling against, we're selling against, we're selling, yeah, I guess we're com- Competing in a way with these big companies, you know, when a a huge distillery or, you know, a liquor company signs a contract with a distributor, they have their goals, basically. You have to buy this much from us to sell on, you know, to sell on to your customers. You have to buy this much from us at the end of the quarter or we will charge you a penalty, basically. Yeah. When you think about it like that, like... How are we ever gonna? How are we ever supposed to compete with, <laughs> with a, uh, with um, a company like that? I mean, it's we're just in a, in a on a whole different, we're on a whole different, uh, a whole different plane field. plane. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not. You don't think so? No, we're Why? on the same playing field. We're on the same plane. We're just playing Super Bowl champions over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't. You so what are you looking at? I mean, it's, you, I mean I we, we're saying. still playing the same game. Do you think, we're on the same field. Do you think Diageo feels like they're competing against us? No, they don't have to worry about us because right, Diageo exactly. is out right now buying you, us out. <laughs> well, that's you know a thing, saying? too. Do you worry Diageo about Diageo, Diageo to, then? No, I don't worry about Then we're not on the same any. playing field. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, we are. It's a matter of attitude. It's how you approach your job. In the end of the day, gentlemen, this is our job. This mm, is the job yeah, we I'm chose t- to accept. I'm, this is the job yeah. we choose every morning to wake up to and do and execute. Now, if we have a shit day, a shit week, a shit month, it's not entirely on us. Yeah. And that's yeah, where exactly. we forget. And that's that's what I'm we saying. Take this personal. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And I think you're Wilson. I think you're dismissing my point. Although I <laughs> yeah, think we're I saying this. Your point. I think we're yeah. saying kind of the same thing. <laughs> you, you are know? in a way. Yeah, I'm just missing your point, but we are on the same fucking what's playing your, What's field. your overall point, Matt? Yeah. I'm saying that, like you, like if we have a if we're having a bad day, it's not all our fault that the the cards are stacked up against us. But you know what? We go, keep on going out there, and we love our stories, yeah. and yeah. we keep on selling. There's also exactly. a reason why we stay in craft and not go off to the big guys. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I I don't you know, and it's and that's something that. But if they're out there, my phone number is yeah, 708. My, uh, my, <laughs> um, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, that, I just, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be any fun. No, I don't think so. I don't think it would be any fun if we were to rep for I think a larger it, brand. I, I wouldn't dismiss it completely I think there would be some way. additional pressures that we are not aware of. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe. Definitely. That, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we deal with, on our, mm-hmm. you know, but, but we deal with it. We're no, just because, so in tune with our brand. Because a bottle yeah. or two, a bottle or two behind a bar, a, a nice, great count for us, like a whiskey bar. Like our our owners of our company, the people we work with, they see that as a success. We all see success, success, sure, because it's it's an achievement. But like, but if you're but, selling Dickel, if you're not in a <laughs> cocktail, like get get yeah. the fuck out. Like yeah. I don't like Diageo doesn't want to hear about that. Like yeah. you can't go to. If Diageo asks you, all right, the team's in town. Where are we going to go to dinner? Well, there's this cool bar that has, like, the bartenders like us, and they, they have a couple of our bottles on the back bar. You're fired, you know? Mm-hmm. You're, going to, you're going to an account that you're going out to dinner on an account that you have to because they, they, it's you're part of your like deal. You're going to an RPM steakhouse. Exactly. Yeah, where a steak is less than $60. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. you need to swipe your card yeah. because it's a there's a whole reciprocal thing going on there yeah. that's in a gray area. You know, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we're never going to have that deal, Wilson. Well, that's where our achievement, you know, that's where our successes lie in with mm-hmm. our 
with our allies uh, when we have bars that support the local brands, the smaller brands, the craft brands, by knowing, like, hey, if I order two bottles from these guys today, this is really going to help their month. This is going to help their um, just morale overall <laughs> as a company, too. It's a livelihood. Yeah. In it's shopping local, dude. It's like that's when we shop local. Yeah. Keep I mean, these small business, business I owners in. I don't say what bar I was at Alive. or who I saw, but I was at a bar where friendly with the, the bar manager, and he came over, said hello to me. We talked for five minutes. He was happy to see me. We discussed a little bit. There was a rep from a much larger company there. Went and said hello, but it was just totally a fraudulent conversation. You know, it, w- it wasn't anything like, you know what, you're you're a business person doing that. You could be selling copiers. You could be selling toothpicks. You could be selling whatever. You just happen to be in this industry where, like, this guy over here, he loves whiskey. He loves being here and putting down $75 on his card, $100 on his card because mm-hmm. he wants to push this product because he truly believes in it yeah. and isn't going to be outselling anything else. Like, I, I can't sell shit. I can't even sell whiskey, to be honest with you. <laughs> Everybody out there. I, I just have a passion for talking about whiskey, and I think it comes off as, like, a good selling point sometimes. But sales-wise, I'm not a, I'm not a salesperson whatsoever. It's just something I just truly believe in and I'm passionate about. I think you are, Jake. <laughs> I, I think you're describing exactly why you are. <laughs> well, maybe it's uh, I can sell in this industry. I think if I internal sunshine spotless mind you to get that phrase, <laughs> I'm not a salesman out of your head, you'd wake up and you'd be like just as good of a salesman thinking that you are a salesman. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess my job isn't like sales overall anyway, which yeah, is great. Yeah, we're in kind of a gray area. It, it definitely Because we have to sell yeah. through a yeah. distributor. We and I really, and like for me, it's like I have like a four tier system to go back to. It's like I, oh, when, yeah. I, when I go to an account and they're like, hey, I love this. I'm like, okay, well, I'll send my, my uh, portfolio sales team over here and then they're going to send over our distributor sales team over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'll come back around two weeks and make sure you actually ordered because that's you, literally my nightmare having one more, w- one more go through. <laughs> I actually really, oh, I really enjoy because the people I work with um, and our portfolio manager are great. So that's awesome, especially when we're working together. So you can yeah. just bypass part of those. And, sure. and their job is to sales. I mean, like my job yeah. is like just to be like the icing on the cake or whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, don't don't look at the camera. I'm not. Oh. Go on. <laughs> we all look over. There's a slight hush in the podcast. Um, but I mean, even the get off this point, I think. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of lot more whiskey podcasts lately. Okay. Um, ah, industrial. Uh, fuck. What was I gonna say? I don't know. Can you delete that? No. no. Okay. Yeah, it's better that way. Okay. We're live streaming too. Industrial <laughs> education. What is it called? I don't industrial know. research. Yeah. Listening to oh, whiskey podcasts. Oh, industry research. Industry yeah, research. Yeah. yeah, got you. Uh, Indus- not, yeah. Industry. Yeah, industry. Research. Uh, no, just, I think I've been like just branching out more to. I already listened to like a handful, um, but listening to more where it's interesting that people, a majority of these podcasts are out there, are just people that are passionate about whiskey, which I love and I think it's great. And everybody should have a platform to talk and discuss. But so many individuals are talking about this industry from an outside perspective that have no inside perspective whatsoever. Um, and I think it's like kind of cool about us where we can give you the rundown on the inside basis about how the day-to-day sales actually operate. And this isn't just, uh, we talk out of our ass a lot. Don't get me wrong. um, (laughs) um, I pull for my life mostly. Yeah. There you go. But I think it's cool to have the perspective of us and all of our guests that we have on talking through an inside perspective about what we see in the news that's reported, how it will affect our lives, how it will affect the big guys as well. Um, when a lot of people are just uh, fans of bourbon, fans of whiskey, which is great, and not, I'm not calling anybody out, but I think we have a truly, like, uniquely touch on it, if you will, about being able to talk um, from a day-to-day, uh, day-to-day um, hard work that's happening out it's there. The grind, you heard it here. It's Don't awesome. listen to any other podcasts. <laughs> Only Key in the Lake. No, May I suggest it's, it's the Blum a, Brothers? No, I'm not trying to toot our own horns or anything like that. I just, I just sit here and I listen to these podcasts, and it's all perspective. Um, I'll toot Jake's horn for him. That was me tooting as well. Uh, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I, and I, I, didn't mean perfe- I didn't mean this perspective. I meant speculation. You know, my great uncle was one of the best tuba players ever of his generation. His name was Herb, and he could play the flight of the bumblebee on the tuba. On the tuba? Yeah. Seriously? That's true. Yeah. Do you know, um, oh, no, Kevin's a trombone player. Oh, that's interesting. Kevin, Kevin? There's a trombone back there. 
Cool. Are you serious? He's a trombone player? Yeah, like everyone at Beguile has a secret uh, musical instrument. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. What's going to be your, what's going to be the instrument you guys are going to learn? I played saxophone for a year. I played violin for four years, three, four years. There it goes. Yeah. Get that going again. Yeah. Matt, you want some of this whiskey? Third, no, third grade through the... It looks very, very whiskey, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, by the way. Third through sixth grade. <laughs> you want to tell, tell them what you're uh, yeah, what drinking you there, on? Jakey? Oh, yeah. So this is a uh, kind of a little special thing from Australia. Um, this is one It of, is kangaroo juice. Yep. You Ground got it. up kangaroos. Turn off the podcast. Put in a We're centrifuge. Done. All the bones separated. So, and the fluids remain. Kangaroo juice presented by Visa. It's everywhere <laughs> you want to be. Goodness. We'll cut and that And back to out. the original <laughs> programming. That, we're definitely editing, it, editing that <laughs> shit out right there. Um, so this is, a, this is something from Star Wars. This is our um, allocated whiskey called Solera because it's done in the Solera style. Um, so this is barrel-aged in uh, barrels called Apera, which is Australian sherry. And it's got a very deep plum. Yeah, so it's aging these small barrels fruit. from a company called Yolumba. It's been around about 40 years. And we take those small barrels. This is kind of the foundation of the company over 10 years ago. Take those barrels and we age our single malt in it. And then we do a Solera style by we have a vat where we dump in the very first barrels we ever had to the, the next batch of barrels too. And I don't think, I think nothing less than five years is being put it into there. And then this is also a barrel proof as well. So it's, it's at 50, cool. 58%. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice little more... That uh, nice 116. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, know I was going to say, it's got a, a 116 nice, uh, with Matt Brown's name written all over it. It's got a good diamond <laughs> 106. 116? on the end there. I don't know. Math hurts. 116. 116. 116. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I'm going to do a 116 by summer. Can one of you guys breathe on me really quick? Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, so Have I brought... No, thank you. Beer's not... Beer doesn't count. Oh, it does. Does it? Sure. Really? No. Crack. But yeah, so this is a little. This is all I have left of it. Um, brought over about uh, six 200 milliliter bottles of it. I got about half of one left, so just kind of pour it out for a little. About four ounces. There you go. Is that going to come into uh, the United States, yeah. me lad? Yeah, so yeah. it's coming in at the end of um, next month, so end of September. So then you'll Ooh, three, just in time. Be our third skew, yeah, but it will not be barrel strength. It'll be about 43%. Oh, really? Yeah. So th- this is not what's going to be on the market? No, I mean, it's definitely, it's the same juice, it's just that it's a higher proof. Is that on the market in other Yeah, it's countries? in Australia, okay. so... The uh, barrel strength version. Yeah, oh, I could okay. just say why it's up. No, 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 I mean, we do barrel picks with it. Okay, um, cool. Mostly it's what we do with it right now. It's on allocation because of small barrels from Yolumba that we use, um... When Dave Vitale, our Yo, founder, Lumba. started using those barrels a decade ago, um, he was paying like $80, $90 per barrel because people really, really weren't oh, using yeah. them for yeah, any yeah. secondary market. And then uh, now they're up to like 800 to $900 a barrel. Uh, so Yo, Lumba. F- yeah, it's kind of forced into the situation of allocation for us. Um, but we're uh, still pouring, uh, producing it and you know putting in less uh, barrels into the batches as we go. But it'll what, be, you know, do you know, know what the MSRP is going to be? A sixty-nine ninety-nine. Oh, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Really I thought it's going to be a lot higher than that. So, yeah, look for it. Um, probably we're only getting about a hundred cases of it in the U.S. Oh wow! Oh, in the whole <laughs> <laughs> really? Yikes. Yeah. So uh, hopefully in Chicago we get so a little more. So how are you allocating that then? Are um, they, is that just well? If I talk to every market manager, a regional manager from our portfolio redwood brands they'd say they're getting half of the cases so um, <laughs> yeah so i guess 50 are going to uh california 50 are going to illinois and 50 are going to new york out of 100 cool yeah. <laughs> perfect so we'll see i think we're go- we'll probably get around 30 to 40 cases here in illinois um then distribute them pretty evenly that's nice yeah so we'll see how it all goes I'm sure we'll be able to find it at Benny's near you in the f- near future. In the near future. Let's hope. Hopefully. This has been brought to you by Star Wars Whiskey. Now, Australian, Wars what whiskey, whiskey can be? <laughs> 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 That's why um, that counts as work for this I was hour. I was thinking yeah, about what you were saying <laughs> in regards to other podcasts, because I've started doing that as well. Yeah, what's um, your thoughts? I, I I agree with you. I think there's there are the majority of the podcasts out there are from the consumer perspective. Which I think, um, by the way, I think is awesome. Which I think yeah. is great because you get an unbiased, if they're not sponsored, you yeah. know, you know, take on the same old, same old, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, rarely. 
Well, I think they're very educated consumers, too. They're educated in what they drink and what they know. But what do they really know? What do we really know? Yeah, seriously. I mean, there are guys... Like, call Didn't it. Socrates say, like, well, I'm the smartest among you because I know that I don't know anything? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What a turd. It's no, just, I, was, it's, I mean, that is part of it, but for I sure. Agree. No, yeah. I agree. No, that's what I was kind of getting at before I brought this whole conversation up was that not saying we have the best information out there whatsoever. Right. I know that. What we have is an experience. It's a different perspective. Than an experience with you know, the whiskey yeah. than the consumer does. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, these days, consumers are very, very... What are you doing? I hit a button. Yeah. I was just trying to... <laughs> oh, I was okay. just fidgeting with it. Um, <laughs> Did it make we a are, difference? We already Consum- broke one mic today. Oh. Consumers are very educated these days. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they know that much. They know what they like. They know what their buddies like. You know, so when you listen to these podcasts from, the, from a consumer's perspective... You know, they give you just that. This is what I know because this is what I like. Mm-hmm. This is what I dislike because this is what I know why. Mm. This is how, this is why, which is great. The The problem is when they start banding about, and this is not any podcast in particular or Instagram like Bourbon Page or blog in particular. It's a, It starts to be a problem it's when... All of them. It's all. <laughs> it starts to be it's a problem ours. when people start banding their opinions as just like a fact about a whiskey. Correct, and that's and that's oh, what I've gotten. You mean why prices driven upon everything that Buffalo Trace produces? Yeah, yeah, much. exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just, and that's exactly the point yeah. I was getting to. Oh, they're thinking. jacking prices because yeah. like it's popular it's or popular whatever. Or well, you know, I mean, what maybe. they what they know is a regurgitation of what they've either yeah, read exactly. and or have heard, totally. or what they've experienced yeah. and that's okay too um i just i just feel that from podcasts from a consumer's perspective are great if you are open to others well i think it's about being open to who you are correct as a producer of the podcast correct right and you want to and you you want to come across that way and that's um, why i wanted to get out in front of like about what we do as individuals yeah. like we aren't here just talking about whiskey from a um objective perspective because we all work for whiskey distilleries we do mm-hmm we do. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. It's it's the truth. It's, and that's the thing. It's like when you listen to these podcasts, it's it's great information, mm-hmm. but it's just a regurgitation. Mm. You know, it's it's. I'm not gaining anything new from you that I can't just fucking key. You know, not all Google. of them. No, not all of them. No, but a good majority of them. Yeah, no, I, there's good also majority. some good ones out that that are from. Keenly from people within the industry, yeah, from a wide perspective. Yes, but like I, I said, the Urban Pursuit uh, podcast is all industry. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah, that's that's yeah. insight, that's yeah. true yeah. hand, you know, yeah. finger on everything, a finger on the pulse. And I respect yeah. those guys. And most of things in the ABV the network. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are the first guys I listen to on a weekly basis, yeah, yeah. for sure. But then you have other ones that are like, oh, we need to mimic that. Oh, okay, mm. I hear you saying. So piggybacking off yeah. that, you and know. Yeah, to, I, to reach their well, group I, for I guess, sure. I guess what kind of got me because they like, think they think well, I I might not work for a distillery, but I like whiskey a lot, and I've spent a lot of money on it. So I have a great collection. I think my, yeah. yeah, and I, I have a hundred so, bottles. So, so that I think, makes me exactly you know. right. So I think my opinion is just as good as theirs. Correct. But we're also and, big assholes for putting on a podcast that have like a combined like. 15, 20 years in the industry. <laughs> Three yeah. guys. Well, we've never, but we've never lied about it or purported True. for no. for it to be anything other than that. Yeah. And we've never you know? steered anyone away from anything or anything. We've g- That's given true. them open insight into what we do, how we do it. Hold on to that thought. It's something yeah. I want to talk about. Matt, yeah. go ahead and finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and um, there's a whole lot of people who purport to be, you know, uh, have experts because they have, you know, Instagram whiskey pages doing. Reviews, and I just feel like it's, it's uh, there, it's uh, there's a, a silliness to it, mm. you know. Um, I, I agree, and and if if maybe it's a good time to talk about. <laughs> Have we ever talked about my whiskey reviews on Instagram on this podcast? We briefly did be the first time you were okay. on, yeah. Every Wednesday, I review a whiskey yeah. on my Instagram stories, and Shirtless. it's on my little hi- highlight tab. But uh, it's always the same exact conclusion. Correct. It's a different whiskey, and it starts, Hi, welcome to Matt's Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, today, we're so reviewing we're, this. Yeah. And then the next story is, I take a sip and then just say, it's good. Yeah. In the same exact way, almost every a year. Every Wednesday. Every single yeah. Wednesday. And I started doing it. I mean, it's like a goofy bit, and I recognize that. But also, like, I genuinely did it as a, to satirize, like, 
whiskey reviews that are just kind of like dumb or redundant. Everyone does, just like everyone doesn't need to be a movie critic. Mm. Everyone who spends ten thousand dollars on whiskey mm. a year doesn't need to be a a critic. Yeah, they no, can just we can just all enjoy it. Absolutely, you know? and that's when I so kind of the thought when I said hold on that thought is yeah. where. Met right now is when I started Key in the Lake, the the website before we even had a podcast. It was something about to get that um to get that need to start writing again. Uh, I've a journalism background. Always loved writing as a kid. If you would have asked me when I was eleven years old, what do you want to be? It would have been a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, stepped back from it from a long period of time, or just didn't focus on it as much. But what I wanted to do with the website was combined my love of history, my love of whiskey, and my passion for writing, too. So that's what I did. And I didn't want to write reviews. I didn't want to write critiques. So it's something I did. I, I know that's how you get followers on Instagram. I know that's how you get followers on Twitter is being a little bit um, divisive and having a subjective opinion about something that's popular. For sure. I don't, ca- I don't care about yeah, that. I, I don't agree. care about that whatsoever. Drink, drink people, drink a fucking pappy with a Coke. I don't give a shit. Like drink no, whatever. It's yours. You're, you you own it. You bought it. You own it. It's like a musician always says when they put an album out, that music, those lyrics, those songs, those are yours. <laughs> Interpret it the way you want. I have no control over it whatsoever. Cause that mm-hmm. story is now in your hands because you bought it and you listened to it between your head and your, um, your ears. Yeah. For us, I don't care about whiskey as in, what you think of points and critiques like do you like it or don't don't you like it are you having a good time with it or not are you enjoying Mm -hmm. it over with good friends are you using a good bottle of whiskey um for what i consider the appropriate occasion of enjoying with people you love the most um having those bottles that are sentimental to you not just in a night by yourself because you have a bad day top of a bunch of bottles of varying heights and play a little song by blowing across the top i would love to see that happen I think that was a yeah. MacGyver episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's just about, like, it was just a sort of passion project of, like, this is something I like to do, something I like to talk about. And I want to talk to like-minded people about it, too. And Do you know what my passion project is? Gay porn. Being um, the first man to <laughs> walk upon the face of the sun. Gay porn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> really, man? Um, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just um, it's something to keep keep track of i guess and not lose track of what we want to do is somebody people who just want to talk about whiskey from a perspective that we have of being people who are out there every day um and keep talking to individuals that have a story to tell too i mean i think with like well, that's about our episode with chris um yeah urban bourbonist was that he's he's truly um upfront about who he is what he's doing with his page he just wants to join the whiskey conversation it's not saying hey i have this really unique professional experience from it it's just something I want to talk about and be engaged with, uh, mm-hmm. doing a good job with it. And people like him that do it, I've met so many people like that. And it's not like, I don't know, I'm not trying to target any podcast or anything. I feel like we're actually coming off as assholes right now. I'm not sure how we even got on this, um, this discussion or topic, but just, just, uh, just if people who are out there that read risk whiskey reviews or, take critiques very seriously just step back i would just yeah, put my I only suggestion because people make really good juice in various ways and mm-hmm. um things that are young they still have time to develop and they'll be out there and they'll uh, maybe taste a little bit differently yeah. down the road and it's cool to say i personally feel like for the, the, those younger distilleries that you just made main mention of Oh, I remember when I tried them when they were three years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, it's it's. And now you're trying it at 15. It's like, man, I, man, they've come a long way, mm-hmm. or so on and so forth. There's, you know, there's there's some fun into that. There's an adventure into that for sure. But and people it, need to take the adventure within themselves. Yes, yeah. like you said, Jake, just step back, block out the noise. Yeah, everything doesn't have to be good or bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, just try it. There are some legitimately bad th- tasting things out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. But you know, you gotta really think. You gotta take that with the yeah. good. Exam, examine also why you think you need to. Oh yeah. Oh, that examine. So good. That did sound good. If you if you do have like an Instagram page where you talk about whiskey and stuff, examine your need to like say something well, no, good or bad. Okay. Well, no, not ex- like necessarily that. examine. Ask yourself why. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? In other words, examine it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm sorry, I'm just not very uh, he's, he's, linguistic. He's painting, he's painting a much more, uh, you know, more... We're painting uh, in different colors, baby. Well, he's paint, you're painting in broad strokes. He's painting more defined strokes. Yes. Got it. 
Yeah, ask yourself why. Why am I You're doing an abstract this? Why artist. am I? Yeah. <laughs> He's a pointillist. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask I'm okay yourself with that. Why. I've been. Uh, I bought a grill. It? I bought a new barbecue grill. Yeah. And it came in like a box that you assemble yourself. What kind of grill? Like a charcoal grill or a uh, uh, gas grill? Gas grill. Suck. They shouldn't. They, re- they really shouldn't sell things. I posted this on Facebook. I re- they really shouldn't sell things. Uh, that require assembly that can blow up, That's right? That's a really good point. That's and actually then, really, yeah, I agree. And then Ari Clafter, the chief distiller of uh, Thorn Distilling Company, commented, tell that to still manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 100% correct. That's funny. Yeah, you get, if you're starting a distiller, you just get a big... Yeah. bunch of pieces and you build it's your true. own still which is insane <laughs> yeah unless you have come from another distillery you must be looking at like all these copper pots and want to die want to hit the rewind button and go back to work it in the brother's case uh the nsa didn't seem too bad to work at maybe i should just go do that again <laughs> can always go back can always go back to that yeah oh Matt, anything else that you uh, want to bring to the table? Shit, no, baby. What? Are you serious? Not uh, even the, the it's it's the news out of uh, Springfield. Yeah, I wanted to see if how. That, oh yeah, on, that's, that's, that's keeps great. Does that affect you guys? So uh, let's, yeah. well, let's sit back and explain what the news is. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, so we've uh, I, we've talked about it before. So more lati- more parity for distillers in Illinois with wine and beer makers who have a lot of cool options to uh, further revenue, like um, have satellite locations, so like tasting rooms that aren't connected to, to, their, uh, to their production facilities, and then some limited self-distribution. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it keeps on churning along. Um, we, need, uh, we need the governor to sign it, I guess. He signed still. it already. Oh, he signed it? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Signed it, it on the 28th, I believe. Oh, cool. So 27th, 28th. I so may be it, wrong, but I so think So it should be. It sh- I, I don't know if it's still waiting to go into effect into 2020, but it's great news. You know, the self-distribution piece isn't, like I said, isn't a huge deal for little boys like us, but the really small boys yeah. who don't have a and or strong gals. or gals um, don't have a strong, uh, you know, um, market share yet and maybe aren't, haven't attracted a distributor and need, you know, or, or can, or you can, know, go out yeah. there and sell to stores themselves. But I guess it's like, like if you beer. produce 50,000 gallons 50, or 000? less, 50. 5,000. 5, 5, I think it's just 5,000. Oh, 5, oh, no, that might be just you, selling it. 50, if you produce 50,000 or less... You oh, can, it's 50? You, yeah, I believe Let it's me look 50. up. I'm trying to get so to the Illinois you, Craft you can, Distillers which is a, Association. Which is a pretty order, big amount. Order. That's a nice amount. I mean, I'll put it in perspective and like Star can, Wars. We're the biggest can, distillery in Australia, and we're probably producing like 80000 a year. I mean, so, right now, they last, was it last year that they raised the ceiling for Illinois distillers that they can, you know, for 100,000 gallons a year that they can produce? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's helpful mm. for you guys to have to close down at. Christmas and lose all. Oh uh, yeah, that, well, well I mean, that was about that selling was more it from selling out of oh, your true. location because you can only sell twenty five hundred gallons. Yeah, but I mean, I guess as a now it's five thousand. As you're um, in the uh, category of craft distillers, gotcha. that's where it affects okay. you. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, the whole thing for a hundred thousand too. I mean, there was some turmoil with that because it affects your uh, your um, tasting room. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have that, you know, or your reach, your market reach is really what we're talking about mm-hmm. it's just making sure that everyone has an opportunity you know to you know to to reach this market yeah you know well as a craft distiller and matt being the only employee of a craft distiller in illinois how do you see that affecting like is that affect your company whatsoever i mean your numbers are bigger than that correct uh yeah so we're not concerned i'm sorry i was trying to pull up details just the where we are right now there's with not it. a lot of details out yeah. right now so either. um the big thing is we want to be able to just r- right now just sell more uh out the front door Okay. Right. That's so really that's, the big deal for that's us. That's going up to five thousand. So that'll be huge. We're, yeah, I mean, or ten thousand. I know you have a great five. following. It was at five thousand. It was at five. I thought it was at twenty five hundred. Mm, so the last time I checked, too, we're, they were splitting up the craft distillery license into A and B. Exactly. So those might be di- so yes. they might have different sub ceilings. Yes. Sub ceilings, yes. What? 
So in this time of year, you always, guys already have a great following in Galena, kind of over into northwest Iowa, northeast Iowa, um, and western. Kind of. We don't distribute in Iowa but anymore. But people so. come over. Well, you're in Missouri, oh, sure, right? Sure. You're come in Missouri. Over. Nope. You're not in no. Missouri? Well, mm-hmm. What I mean is that you have the following in the area that come to, come to your distillery. Oh, certainly, yes. Where do you guys? And got, Chicago, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, All I mean, over. I was getting there. I mean, I was, I was going from uh, west to east. Rockford. So, fuck you. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I've had, a, I've had a beer and a half and a little whiskey. And a rough and, week, and that's... And a granola <laughs> bar today, and so here I we just keep go. on provoking these I boys. still have to do my uh, one three your I've earned it. Um, but no, it's... Uh, what I was getting at is that you already have a great following. People come visit your distillery. Yes, thank a lot you. On the weekend. Yes, of course. Yes, yes of course. Not they you. Do. I'm talking about Mike and Matt. Uh huh. Um, Blom, thank that you. is. Yep, very um, much. Shout out to Mike and Matt. Yeah, um, we'll be coming to the distillery without Matt very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, thank yes. you. We'll see you, uh, Andy Spirits. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, you have a great following. It only ramps up during the the holiday time um, in that great sales season when we're talking about before Thanksgiving all the way through the new year. Do you see your um, your attention more focusing on sales out of the distillery versus distribution, or does it not really matter at all? Uh, it doesn't it? really matter, and I'll tell you why. So... We have... Because you got that sweet, sweet, spicy vodka. Uh, sweet, sweet hellfire. Um, so we've kind of... <laughs> we uh, fine-tuned our, like, distribution and just, like, sales from the distillery method and it's such. Whenever we produce a batch of bourbon or rye or old-fangled, mm-hmm. um, we, right off the top, allocate what we're selling to the different distributors. Um, and then we say, all right... Illinois, 80 cases of bourbon are ready for you. Come get it. Mm-hmm. And they have that one chance to get all 80 cases or we put it back into the pool. So um, we it's worked out well for us. No one has turned down any of our allocation, you know, because our stuff, you know, does well. So fucking awesome. This is so good. But, yes. I mean, that that uh, that being said, we're not dealing with, like, massive quantities. It would be nice to test the market with, like, a never-ending stock of whiskey to bottle, but it's, it's a just... never-ending we ju- story. We just don't have that much whiskey. Yeah, so it would be nice to... Why don't you have that much whiskey? Because uh, even though we're, you know, our, our bourbon and rye are four years old, even though we were very, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, aggressive, we thought in the early days of laying down of barrels. Laying down barrels. Yeah. We just we it didn't it wasn't enough. Gotcha. Well, we outgrew the popularity that we uh, projected. projected for ourselves, and that's a good problem to have. But it's still like it's still a problem. You're kind of leaving money on the table. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Without the potential to like ramp up production, really like right this second, we yeah we're not we can't test the ability to really do so. Gotcha. That's the thing. Gotcha. I've always so, wondered that. Oh, hello. The live stream came over here and it got dis- and it distracted <laughs> me. We actually aren't live streaming. Oh, cool. Thanks for <laughs> telling me that we were earlier. <laughs> so you're making me out to a liar to our f- many fan. Yeah, many, uh, all ten of them. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> podcasting trope. Say how unpopular we are. <laughs> hey, do you think our fan is listening today? Our fan. See, but in our case, though, we actually—it's true. <laughs> do you? I don't get how reviews work. Do you have to review it after every episode? No, just overall. Because I feel like I've done that before. Well, see, it said tap to rate, but I'm sure I've done it before. Hmm. Tap it again, baby. I did. <laughs> tap away. Well, tap, tap, tapping on. Jake's podcast. <laughs> I still don't understand why you don't go after cocktail placements. Because go to hell. See, I podca- I've rated this one before, and I came back to rate. Anyways, um, why <laughs> I don't go. Oh, I didn't say that. I do, but. Okay, I maybe. Mean, I think it was more like you don't focus too much. We're, we're priced out of it, you know, for a lot of it. Makes and sense. That makes sense. Especially like this time of year, something to keep in mind. Um, 
is a lot of the a lot of the big distillery they're like premium allocated whiskeys their allocation points stop being counted at the end of august yeah so like all through the summer everyone is you know by switching to wheatley vodka and stuff like that so mm. they can get one extra to peanut happy butter 15 whiskey. yeah exactly <laughs> so um yeah so it's it's just like something i'm i'm very I'm very selective about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to sell ice to Eskimos any more than I'm going to try to buy oranges at the hardware store. You know what I'm saying? It's native people, not Eskimos. Thank you. <laughs> you like that one? I didn't even fucking understand a word he just said, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand a word. <laughs> Matt Brown has to leave. Um, Matt Brown is out. Wilson so has to go catch a flight into a hurricane. <laughs> it is. Uh, we are heading into Labor Day weekend. We are. Um, we're gonna probably stay here at Beguile and drink a few more pints. Drink a few more I'm pints. gonna finish up some work. Wilson's gonna watch me finish up some work. Yep. Um, but uh, Matt, what do you have going on next? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, well, we have a very busy month coming up um, here in Chicago. Oh, September shit. is very busy for us all. We have a lot so of events going on. We got uh, September 17th. It's a Tuesday Untitled Whiskey Ooh. event. Is that uh, bourbon? Yes. Bourbon yep. Fest. Bourbon Fest. September 21st, Saturday, Spirits on the Farm in Oswego, Illinois. No one a cares. Collection all right, don't go to that because no one knows where Oswego is. It's uh, kind of by Naperville. Did it's you a very get my cool last event. shout out to you? It's actually a really cool event. I, I agree with you. Um, Indie Spirits, uh, of course, September 25th. Jamie yep. was supposed to be here. Jimmy Jammy was supposed to be here. We have and no idea where she is. The night afterwards, uh, or the night after... Indie Spirits Thursday night uh, Fountainhead Baby Fountainhead Baby yep. Cigars and Cigars bourbon. and whiskey yep. pairing Not There's bourbon, we, not have, bourbon. We, have we have Australian whiskey Whiskey Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Sorry whiskey our, uh, mm-hmm. our, our lead distiller Sam will be there From all Sam. the way from Hopefully Melbourne Hopefully Eric will come up For that Our, yeah, our lead distiller The Blombos Will come up for that All three hours I don't know Yeah Losers <laughs> Am I my Am I my brothers As keepers <laughs> Yes, you are actually <laughs> Yeah, I am That's exactly what I do. My uh, job is but um, I'm putting Jamie on the spot right now because oh Bob and I already planned this with Jamie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were so, supposed to do that fountainhead. Um, on the, t- the Monday before Indie Spirits, Bob, Jamie, Wilson, and myself will be posting up at Fountainhead doing a podcast to whoever would like to come and stop by and just uh, record a little brief little, hey, we'll be at Indie Spirits. This is who we are. Come on and say hello. So we're going to be there um, all through the afternoon. Uh, Matt Brown is getting up and kissing people goodbye. I don't want this. Oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> it was so light. Um, he, it felt like a butterfly. And he is leaving, but he's walking towards the bathroom. Oh, wrong way. Oh, wrong way. Um, where are you going, Matt? For what? Oh, For what? Good luck. Tasting. Oh, oh nice. Why? Joe's what? Joe's, Be- Joe's, Joe's beverage, beverage warehouse. warehouse. Pollyanna, Blom Brothers. Sweet. Peace. Pollyanna. Um, yeah, but that's um, something we have going on in the future here uh, within the next month of September. Um, been listening to us in September at some point. Not sure we're going to release this totally positively. Um, <laughs> but Wilson, what do you have happening from after September 9th on? September 9th on Indie Spirits. We have Indie Spirits. Um, Will we be there? Yep. Okay. And then uh, for the whole month of September, Thursday through Saturday. Are you doing Rose Fest? I am doing Rose Fest. September Dante 13th. Godfrey, September 13th. But the whole month of September, um, we will have Dante a. 13th? Is that right? Yeah. It's a Friday. Remember, uh, ride. It's Whiskey Extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. The Alberts. At the EMC2 Hotel on Ontario, downtown Chicago. Uh, the Albert's a really cool uh, mm-hmm. hotel bar. Uh, we will be sponsoring the whole month of September, Thursday through Saturday. Uh, three cocktails, um, all white whiskey-based, which is actually really cool. Um, so that will be going down. And then we have... 
the events that Matt just ran down that we're also a part of. Yeah, so what we'll be d- doing a lot during the last, towards the end of September. Towards the end of September is, is that, really um, crazy. Yeah. September 25th is Indie Spirits, which is one of the best trade and customer events you can go to. If you want to taste over 200 distilleries, uh, talk to the makers, do all that great stuff. Go check out our website, IndieSpirits.com. Yeah, go learn and it. the evening after at Fountainhead on the rooftop, yeah. uh, we'll be doing a cigar and whiskey pairing. Yes. So you can smoke, you can drink, um, yep. you can talk to also the makers, too. You there. can also talk to it's makers, a very, yes. It's a very um, confined, intimate experience for you mm-hmm. to be able to uh, chat with a few distillers and brand ambassadors, uh, bartenders, everything like that in between. Um, on an evening, too. So that's happening um, September 25th and 26th. Mm-hmm. And we also have a lot more events coming up here, which we'll talk about maybe on the next podcast, too, coming up here. Whiskey Fest at Concrete Cowboy that Saturday as well on the 27th. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, if for all of our L.A. listeners, I will be out in L.A. on the 27th and 28th at Whiskey and Barrel Night on the 27th and Pino Palooza. Pino Palooza. <laughs> yeah, on the 28th, too, for all of you wine Drinkers. But um, yeah, if you're interested, though, we are also hosting a after party at Indie Spirits uh, for Indie Spirits at oh, Delilah's, yeah. Delilah's. Um, around 10 p.m. Myself what, what? and our lead distiller, Sam Slaney, will be in town all the way from Melbourne to talk to you about the delight whiskeys from Star Wars Distillery. <laughs> um, he'll also be with me over at Indie Spirits and me and with me also in LA for those two events too. Uh, and we'll be at uh, the Cigar and Pairing Night at Fountainhead because Bob and all of our great friends over at uh, Fountainhead, um, yep. thank you so much for all the support. We'll shout be out there. To Bob, yeah, shout Fountainhead, Bob. Fountainhead Market. Fountainhead Market as well too. Yeah, you can go out there and pick up uh, the individual whiskeys of Star Ward and both the Union Horse too. Correct. Um, maybe some Blonde Brothers too. I don't know. If Matt was there here, I'd confirm with him. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't I would know. Bet they're there. I would bet they are there, but I, I would bet so. Um, maybe that. we'll stand corrected on the next podcast. Maybe, maybe um, so. Speaking of our next podcast, uh, oh yeah, this will actually be released. So what you're listening to right now will be released after um, our great conversation um, with the legendary Graham. 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 There you go, Crookshank, who is uh, the master distiller over at Abalor. Um, yes. We've had the fortunate privilege of becoming friends with Abalor over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good buddy Alan, who was their brand ambassador here in the United States, who had to travel back overseas to the UK because uh, he let his green card expire and he was here <laughs> living here illegally. And Donald Trump came over and personally tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Get the fuck out." <laughs> that didn't happen. It might have happened. You never know. You, you never go. know. Um, but Alan was a buddy of ours that we really enjoyed our brief time with him here over here in the yeah. states. And now he's back over in the UK repping Abalor, but he basically introduced us to this amazing family uh-huh. um, of a distillery. And we were privileged enough to have an hour long conversation with Graham uh, over at the Hoxton Hotel back in yeah. June or July. June. 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 And honestly, it's one of those moments where you sit back there while we were actually in the conversation yeah. in real time. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. how are we in this podcast just a few months yeah. in? And having this cool. great conversation about a legendary person, a living legend who's a living legend, a living legend in, the, in this whole whiskey uh, industry. It was uh, a privilege, it was touching. an opportunity it was touching. because yeah. I got emotional. Absolutely, I, know that much. I mean, yeah. Graham could tell that we weren't just three guys, two guys that were enjoyed whiskey. We were two guys that were fully invested into the industry, yeah. not from selling and tasting and. All those more superficial standpoints. But everything that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not... From the we, soil, from the... Everything, everything that goes into it. If you listen to Graham's podcast with... Uh, our podcast with Graham, um, now after the fact, yeah. even though I'm speaking a week before that's released, <laughs> time travel, uh, you'll see that it's not about whiskey. It's about family. It's about yeah. the roots of it all, about where those grains come from, who are the guys that make that? Because Graham was that guy. Graham started from the bottom and now yeah. is at the top, who gets to travel around and essentially be the greatest ambassador you could be yeah. for any great distillery. The face and the hand. The face and the hand. So that's a lovely way of putting it. Because it was Alan who left us with the tagline, um, a liquid legacy. A liquid legacy. Graham yes. is that is living liquid legacy. 
and it was amazing to sit down with him for an hour yeah. for the PR agency and for Abelor to give us um, that time because uh, Wilson and I didn't really know we were walking into no. that hotel. No. Kind of just walked in there, had the backpack <laughs> with a computer and some microphones in yeah. it. Weren't really sure what to expect. I had just gotten back from I mean, like three weeks off the road. Yeah, it was crazy yeah. when we walked in there. It's true because we're like at the Huxton, which is one of the newer hotels yeah. in, wet, in the you know in the West Loop or Fulton Market or West Town, whatever the fucking yeah. part of the town they're in. Let's call it Chicago. <laughs> it's Chicago, but it's just so many fucking different variations yeah, right. or neighborhoods. It's just crazy. But yeah, I just I just remember we were like <laughs> we were walking along, and I see I see Alan at the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh shit, this must be it. And it's this great room, uh-huh. you know, with the spread and the bottles, and it was it was it was one of the cooler experiences I I, mm-hmm. I can say that I've had in my life. Definitely, I, I can honestly say that. Yeah, it was fucking cool. It was nothing that like I ever set out to achieve by starting this podcast. Oh yeah, no, it, it was so it kind of cleared all expectations. Yeah, as ever possible. Well, that's what I love about what we do is mm-hmm. because we we haven't set any ex- any expectations. Therefore, we haven't and we haven't even eliminated the element of surprise, no. which is what we've been faced with. This is just great. No, it's yeah. even like the small little opportunities are just like <clears throat> that's a weird sound <laughs> uh, <laughs> of um, a bottle of fountain. Be like, hey, do you want to like set a podcast on a Monday afternoon? Yeah. And record about indie spirits in the barrel age barrel room. They have this little barrel room. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool from some of the barrel picks that a head sitting on the walls. Yeah, like, it's cool. It's, it, for you know, it doesn't seem like much, but it's so cool. I'm like inviting. It's so cool. I, I I think about it as like this kid who's from Iowa, from a small town, who always wanted to get out and do something bigger and better with his life, and not sit yeah. in the relaxed, uh, just the relaxed like bubble wrap opportunity of suburban. America, yeah. <laughs> and like, it's a well, it's a well put way to say it. And I get to I get be invited in these places and sit at uh, these really great whiskey bars that aren't just foundations of Chicago, but foundations of America, and true. be able to talk to like the Mike Millers of the world and have conversations with them inside of Delilah's, which is routinely voted one of the best whiskey bars in the entire world. Absolutely, um, Bob, who's just a really great guy who is like us. He is in this industry because he has a passion for it. Yeah. And him and his brother and everybody over at Fountain has de- Fountainhead has developed into have developed this really great whiskey bar. That's Bar on Buena. Bar on Buena, uh, Mantra Saloon as well. Mantra Saloon. Yeah, yeah. it's developed this really great um, experience for you to come and drink and hang out. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a place just to hang out. They don't see themselves more than that. They don't take themselves yeah. too seriously. I think that's everything we're trying to do here, too. And I, hopefully it comes out through the conversations we have. I know today got a little bit off the rails, but if you listen... Today was weird. <laughs> it, we didn't... It, things, some, certain, some plans fell through. Yeah, a lot of plans um, fell through. We had a few people had to reschedule some appointments with us. Which is totally fine. Don't yeah. care about whatsoever. We're heading into a holiday weekend. It's a busy Life time. Life happens, man. But I hope if you're listening to this after our conversation with Graham, you really see what Wilson and I are all about. It's yeah. not the conversation of whiskey. It's not about the whiskey industry. It's about the people you meet inside of it. Yeah. And the people that we've become. I hope so. Because we've, I it. can tell you that I've, I've changed since being in mm. this industry. Yeah. Um, Me too. You know, it's... I'm still trying to put my finger on it, quite honestly, but I know that within myself, I've, there's some changes that have, have happened. Yeah. Some awakening. I see that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. Awesome. Well, that's where we'll end it here. Everybody, if you're still listening to this at this point, uh, <laughs> anybody. Thanks that, for you know, hanging in there. Out there um, we appreciate it a lot because uh, this, is, uh, this is what we love. This is what we do. Um, we'll have some more conversations coming up here in the, in the near future. Uh, have a great uh, holiday weekend in the past, present time, future, back to the future travel time. Yeah, be safe. Be safe up there. Enjoy. You, hopefully Make good you, choices. Hopefully you were safe out there. Hopefully yeah. You made, oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you made you good made choices. Good choices. And you may find yourself with a new relationship by the end of the, or yeah, and you as you wake up and listen to us. Team oh, and two by this point. Who knows? Oh. Who knows? Well, we're heading to Iowa, baby. We'll see you uh, real soon, and we'll have some fun <laughs> conversations for you in the near future here coming up in this fall. We're going to say that. But everybody out there, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, cheers. Uh, cheers to you, Wilson. My friend. Matt Brown. Don't follow official Matt Brown. <laughs>